Welcome to the Builders Podcast, episode 91, Wazan Bugen. His story, solving a big problem with his AI machine learning solution, the future of AI. Before we jump into this episode, please subscribe to this podcast, hit that notification bell if you're on YouTube, and after a listen, please give us a thumbs up, like, and share, if we've earned it. With your help, we can reach more people and deliver these valuable from the trenches lessons to those that need it. Enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another The Builders. Today, we are joined by Ozan Bilgen. Did I get close? I've been challenged by this. I've been I've practiced this like twenty times before. <laughs> well, we'll let you say it. How do we pronounce your name? Ozan um, Bilgen. Okay, got it. What he said. <laughs> um, so. Ozan is the founder and CEO of Base64.ai, um, one of the fastest growing artificial intelligence startups in New York. Um, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Matt. So today we're going to talk about uh, kind of his entrepreneurial journey, you know, what his story is, what his journey looks like. And uh, and then we'll get into a little bit, uh, you know, into probably some tech conversation. We'll talk a little bit about AI and some of that fun stuff today. I'm looking forward to it as a tech guy. Um, so I'm going to throw it to you, Azan, and let you tell us a little bit about your story, how you got started. Like, I guess in business, where you can go as far back, what what's influenced you, where you're from, and all that good stuff. Awesome. Well, yeah. Um, well, I'm a software engineer. I have bachelor's and master's in computer sciences. Originally from Turkey, uh, moved to the States 16 years ago. I got a job offer from Microsoft Windows Server team. Uh, now it became Azure later. When uh, I was 25, so you know, I jumped on the boat. I took the chances, and was one of the best decisions wow. I ever made. I, uh, I worked there about like you know five years. Uh, it was it was amazing. It was just like I dreamed of. Uh, and after five years, it, you know, I, I jumped on the entrepreneurship program. So I worked on a startup, and later I worked at Netflix, PayPal, Uber, and Palantir. In the last first three, I built their payment systems and uh, ran their uh, vehicle solutions team as an air architect. Uh, so that's actually where where I came up with them, uh, where I faced the uh, difficulties that I'm trying to solve right now, uh, which is automating document processing. So the short story mm. is uh, Uber, we have drivers and riders, right? So with that, like, you know, we want to onboard them as fast as possible. With drivers, uh, it's a lot more complicated than riders because, you, they, you know, Uber wants to do background checks. Uber wants to sure, make sure that they, are, they have a valid driver license. In fact, they have maybe a car and uh, an insurance, insurance for that car. So back in the time, there was no good AI and no good solutions. So the documents were basically transcribed manually. Um, that means like, you know, somebody has to take a look at it and type to whatever is on that driver license. So these documents right, were right. like, you know, 
looking for actually internationally because it's very expensive to do it in the U.S. And uh, it, it was taking like, you know, all the way to eight hours to maybe like days when there's like a lot of backlog. What we were also seeing a lot is like people were uploading incorrect documents. So I mean, they were uploading, for instance, um, an ID instead of a driver license or an expired one. They were applying titles of registration. So, you know, people make mistakes. But then what happens is, like, you know, obviously we cannot accept them. So, you know, we were trying to contact them back, saying, like, hey, please come back and do this. As it turns out, like, you know, people don't always walk around with their driver license, maybe, but not with their vehicle registration. So, you know, they forget the text message. Um, you know, maybe they already got a job. Maybe they're, you know, uh, uploaded their documents to another competitor and that time it worked out <laughs> uh you know they didn't this time yeah. use the flash on and it was readable and all those things was causing basically final drop out right so that was a big uh thing it was very frustrating to watch and there was no real solutions for that <clears throat> in time i became the technical lead for uber's uh, leasing company exchange leasing we had about like hundred thousand cars in the u.s and over there, we also um, had to check the leasing contracts and the vehicle titles and match many more things for each driver, which takes a lot more time. We ended up having 300 people in Phoenix, Arizona. They're all college grads from ASU uh, and so forth. And they finished finance degree uh, departments. You know, it's a very tough school, but still, you know, day in and out, they were going through documents. So... I still remember very vividly the first time I saw that office. It was like, you know, rows of young people in front of computers and like, you know, back local files that were like going through this. It was, it was pretty insane to, to see that. And it was a pretty hmm. difficult job. On the other side, it, you know, by the nature of the job, you can't actually get really better on that. So you can only make mistakes if you get tired and so forth. So there's, there's nothing more than a hundred percent, you know, there. So that was also like another uh, difficulty with that. So that was uh, very interesting to witness. So in my post-Uber life, you know, looking for a difficult project to tackle, I came across this one and ended up after a few tries in Base64 AI and basically built this company from ground up to focus on that problem, to build an AI that can read and understand all types of documents. And the reason why we heavily focus on all types of uh, documents instead of like just like you know invoices or you know passports and so forth, uh, rarely a company needs like you know just one type of uh, document. What they are looking for is a vendor that can support them uh, for anything they need, and also uh, you know this is an evolving domain, and you know it's it's hard to find a vendor, and you know when you find a vendor you want to continue with them. You don't want to look for another vendor for every document type and so forth. So we are, you know, kind of elevating that problem. We are doing anything about document processing from classifying the documents, you know, extracting a PDF into multiple pages, uh, telling what type of document they're on each page are, extracting this data, doing a lot of checks against fraud, uh, you know, image qualities. And now actually we are about to announce, maybe I can take a quick sneak peek here, uh, we're going to add human in the loop. So we will basically take over entire document uh, processing departments and basically give it as a as a SaaS service. Uh, so, and this is going to uh -huh. be 
time much better than what they any company can afford because there is if nothing there's a seasonality of the documents right so you know benefits documents they usually come to your way november and december but travel documents they come in right. the summer so if you hire for you know the peak volume then you have a lot of free hands with you uh, and you're paying for it right so it's, it's a cost expense and you know these people mm-hmm. can be bored um if you don't do that if you hire for the low season then you're not going to meet the slas in the peak season but in our ways you can actually scale up and down with you know powered by a very powerful and accurate ai and uh, globally distributed um, reviewers for that that's that's actually that sounds awesome because yeah instead of your them having to worry about hiring and firing and and or laying people off or doing this and that they have the software doing just like a server that's cloud and they can scale up and auto scale up and down, you know, depending on the type of year or your, you know, promotions or whatever going on. That sounds mm-hmm. brilliant. I'm going to pause you there. I want, I want to kind of loop back a little bit yeah. uh, into uh, your, your past a little bit. Cause I'm curious. I'm always curious about people's stories and um, I'm curious about, well, number one, I wanted to just, uh, comment on the fact that um, you're typical of a lot of people that do go into business for themselves, entrepreneurs that uh, launch into something new. Um, and some people are, are really good at that. Like um, for me, it's like, I, I almost, um, I really admire that because it's like, it's, it's a real talent to be able to identify problems. And it's oftentimes where you're working, where, you know, the companies you work in, you see like, gosh, I could, I feel like that could be improved on. And for some reason, you that your attraction was to the document processing. You're like, why are they doing it this way? Why, could, could computers, could AI, could um, machine learning or whatever, could that solve this problem? And you go out and you uh, start, a, start a company around that, which is, which is brilliant. What was, what was that leap though? Did you, do you have, you were working for other people. What, why, what was the entrepreneurial leap, though? Why did you decide that oh, I, I should go out and start my own company um, rather than, I mean, I suppose no one else was doing that in a domain, maybe the way you were thinking of it, but what was that thought process? Sure. So the thing here is like, you know, everybody uh, sees problems very easily, right? It's harder to find the solutions for it, obviously, but it's a good thing. I mean, seeing the problem is like the one, the first step. The second thing is Uber had yeah. very, very talented engineers and product managers and had a lot of money in the bank too. But it's just like, you know, it, it wasn't the focus. And maybe they did the right thing for it as well. So like, you know, to one or just others, they sold it with manual processing. Maybe it wasn't perfect, but, you know, kept the ball rolling. It, Uber it was still, uh, is still, I think, like in the fastest growing startup in the world. Uh, it was Google before Uber, right? So they become, you know, a worldwide yeah. Uh, provider for transportation and logistic services. So, you know, if they were to maybe focus on this and not build the other feature, maybe they, they wouldn't be there. So that was the right thing for them, but yeah. it's not necessarily the, the ultimate, the right solution. So over the time, they will, you know, they should be doing that. Yet again, there there was no solution for it, and that's also understandable. I, you know, my experience, those major tech companies showed me like where they are good at and where they are not that good at. Um, obviously, as a, you know, as the company grows, it, it becomes like very difficult to address every concerns and 
pretty much every company needs vendors for it. That's right. Yeah. But that's an opportunity there. That's right. So we hired 300 people. It's very hard, hard to hire them, manage them, you know, give them opportunities, like keep them excited, motivated, uh, you know, deal with all those, mm-hmm. all kinds of like within the, in an office life. Uh, you know, what can't you just like, you know, use the SaaS model if there is a vendor that is trustworthy, uh, reliant, reliable, and, you know, scalable. So that's what we are, we are, we want to be uh, for the world. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that. And it makes sense, you know, like large companies and stuff, especially the bigger they get they're they're focused on the almighty dollar and uh, they don't see this part of their, they're focused on putting all their energy and growth or whatever they're thinking is going to have the most impact. And yeah, this over here, you know, somebody else, you know, they can just deal with it. Um, but yeah, but that's, but it's, it's really, it's a lot of people see problems. Certainly we all see problems in the, in the universe, but not of all of us think, you know, how can I solve that problem? Um, but you have, obviously you're coming into, into this with, you have the background, the experience and tech and, uh, you probably, your wheels were turning more than anyone's that didn't have that experience would turn. Be like, I could possibly, I like this idea of a challenge that I could go out there and, and make a difference. Not only make a difference, but uh, maybe some money in the <laughs> along the way too, hopefully. <laughs> but, um, but yes. In entrepreneurial well, life. I think it's like, you know, one of the uh, most critical uh, aspects of being an entrepreneur because at the end of the day, we can't just do everything ourselves. We need uh, people, even though, you know, I'm, a, I'm coming from software engineering, but I still need software engineers to uh, build things. There are areas that, you know, they know better, or at least I need people to work on things so I can focus on other things. And that, right. that all happens with money. So that's why, you know, we have this entire startup ecosystem around us. Um, the point here is, I think we are more patient about the problems we have seen firsthand. Um, you know, maybe you have a garden. I don't. I live in an apartment. Uh, and then, you know, there, there are a lot of opportunities probably like, you know, about gardening. I mean, I feel about it. Um, you know, maybe, but this problem, I saw, saw it. And I, when I actually, like, you know, took it as a business, I realized literally every company yeah. has that problem. So who doesn't process documents? We all, like, you know, put people behind that. Yeah. Uh, and then every company has to solve it themselves. And that was like, you know, the kind of challenge I was looking for. Like, can I find a very big problem? And if I solve it, there should be like, you know, some merits uh, coming from me yeah. back. Uh, yeah. And that was like, you know, one of the problems. Yeah, for I sure. Found. Well, yeah, and you definitely need, you definitely, you definitely need the money. Because uh, like you said, you can't do everything yourself. You need specialists over time or to grow a team. And, and I'm the same way in the web design development arena. Um, I would love to do everything my well no I wouldn't love to do everything myself but but you are you have the value in a certain area but you also need those other minds that can specialize in certain technologies or programming languages or whatever um, and uh, yeah, it's important so did you get um, did you get funding or is this uh, something you're bootstrapped yourself save some money and and went at it or how does how did that go? Yeah, I, I saved a lot of money um, thanks to you know all the great companies I worked at. I think I was born in the right yeah, time. Yeah, you did, probably did pretty well. Yeah, um, but you well, know, there's more than money. Like you know, money is just one thing. I think I you know I tried myself to see like you know 
find what I'm really looking for. I tried to retire, to be honest, and I couldn't. I just was just like, you know, the first month or so was great. Not going to lie. But after a while, I was like, <laughs> what am I doing here? Uh, what's my purpose yeah. in life? What you know, exciting for me? What am I trying to achieve? Maybe, you know, um, maybe this, maybe that. But I just like realized we all need a purpose uh, to focus on. And I, you know, I found my peace in, in document processing because that was a problem I saw. The other thing yeah. is like, you know, we need a team. So a team is not just like, you know, take some of the work and do it for me. It's, uh, it's, it's people, it's um, different perspective. It's, you know, it's collaboration, it's motivation. It's, you know, doing something with a group is, uh, is a different feeling. You know, they're, they're saying, if you want to go, yeah. Absolutely, by yourself. If you want to go further, go go with the team, and we want to take it to further. We want to, you know, go as much as document processing can go. And we are, we are a very inventive team. We are uh, basically invented a lot of concepts in this world, the, and some of which the incumbent uh, big companies in the document area they have not implemented. Even though we are actually pretty public, so anyone can come to our demo on our website and, you know, try it and see it. So we're not even hiding what we're doing. We're pretty open about it. And, you know, if anybody wants to challenge mm-hmm. them, some similar thing, they're, they're more than welcome. So you're not hiding how we are doing either. Um, we want innovation in this area. We want to solve this problem. And we're going to be, uh, we believe, like, you know, we'll be a very big player in the, in the coming years. That's our goal, at least yeah. for 25 million top three companies in that world. Um, so... I self-funded it. We, we start gaining, you know, making money. We commercialized. We launched in January 2021. Um, after the, when the pandemic is just a little, you know, over, and we become commercially successful in Q3 2021. Like in, you know, two quarters, we had enterprise deals, and that's when I was nice. when I was like ready for fundraising for a pre-seed round, friends and family, because you know. It's one thing, like, you know, you try something at home and, you know, it doesn't work out, that's fine. Like, that, you know, entrepreneurs, you know, innovators, they don't, they don't shame failure. Uh, something, you know, a project can fail multiple ways. You may not achieve it technically. You know, it may not be commercial right thing. You may just lose your patient. Life may change, etc. Those are all good. So we don't, we are not afraid of failures uh, by our nature. And, you know, if you are too afraid of it, mm-hmm. you're not going to succeed in anything, right? And but when I saw the, like you know the light, then I was like, okay, that is as good as I think you know it can be. So what I need is like you know now more developers and more salespeople and you know a better marketer than I am, and so forth. Uh, we started the fundraising, and with that funds, um, we raised about like we didn't even raise too much. We raised three hundred twenty thousand dollars, I guess. Um, but that was enough for us to to curve it to bring it like you know to a quarter million era. And that was like, you know, um, when we actually started seeing much more growth and uh, by the next quarter, we tripled it and went for uh, our seed round. And thankfully, I'm so lucky, like, you know, I met with white VCs. Um, I met, you know, hundreds of VCs. <laughs> it's a very painful process, yeah. but like, yeah. you know, finally I met the right ones and they were like supporting so long journey ventures and data community fund led the round for us and we raised like in total of like 1.8 um and for me that was like you know good enough uh for us to go to the next year so we could have like you know continued on what we were doing and you know we were profitable actually at that time 
and you know call it the day mm-hmm. right that's a good side hustle but i really wanted to make it like you know the the thing the next big thing in the world and i think like you know the opportunities there i think the timing was perfect um so i wanted to like you know take it to the next gear so it's, you know why we raised and that you know was the right choice i think you know because when you have to be honest like when you have money in the bank account you make bigger and bolder decisions and and that's that's what a startup right. needs they they need they need big and bold minds very interesting yeah so um yeah first it seemed like when you at in the beginning you needed that kind of proof of concept or whatever you want to call that like this and then you saw it actually close some deals you're like this is actually working people actually need this I, i'm able to you're able to sell it now you just go out and you get that funding to scale things up and put people in the right positions to do better marketing to do you know bring in greater minds to work as a team and take it from there that's that's really cool actually um yeah so um so now you're now today you're you're actually when i first talked to you, you were in vegas you were doing stuff in vegas are you how are you um before we get into the, i want to talk a little bit about the technology and stuff too maybe but um but in terms of the business what are you uh focus most on are you going to like events or uh, how are you attracting business out of curiosity yeah i think like you know for us like you know really try everything and just see what sticks and in terms of marketing yeah um obviously you know we have uh people who spend a lot of time in marketing but uh, we are very open-minded that's what i'm trying to say so there are certain things that worked out for us there are certain you know things that didn't work out for us and that you know there can be a lot of reasons but uh we mm-hmm. saw really good inbounds when we go to events and conferences and you know we we do email marketing we do newsletter marketing we do phone calls um we do we have a partner channel uh, we try like many different avenues to to not basically there's you know there's a fomo uh, in sales and startup sales yeah. so we wanted like to buy out and not not uh, let it go but events, they, they're they're special in this case. Like, people like to see people. I, I guess we missed each other because of you know this long two yeah, years, right. especially after the uh, last few years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So now, like you know, when you go in front of people and like you know, shake their hands, when they realize like you know, hey, you are a hustler. You come all the way from New York to you know Vegas for a conference to meet them and like show them what you did, and you they see the passion, you know, in 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 you. I think that that changes something. So I, I recommend everybody to go to the conference. If they cannot afford a boot, that's fine. Uh, you can actually achieve a lot of things by just walking around and introducing yourself. And, you know, those events have, those conferences have events, you know, like opening reception, yeah. closing reception, et cetera. Uh, that's like, you know, also it's also a very good opportunity for us to see like, you know, the market and who is going there. So in most of those events, we go mm. there. It, us and maybe one or two competitors but if you google it you will find hundreds of them and you know that's what a lot of vc some like it looks like very crowded well it's not it's you know when we go there we, we don't see any of them they're right they're not there um and that's what right. really matters so you know, can you go to the field it's like you know do you, can you walk the walk too 
that's what conferences means to us. So we had like three, two good conferences. One is InsureTech. This is the largest insurance conference in the world. Um, there was three days. And the next week, there was UiPath uh, Forward Conference. It's called it's a partners conference, basically. And we are UiPath Advanced Technology Partner in Document uh, Understanding. Um, so yeah, it was really good to meet customers and partners and, you know, comparison and see like, you know, where, where things are and where we can fit and how we can make the impact. Actually, Yeah. That's interesting. You know, it's, um, even in this day and age now where everyone's on zoom or trying to just meet people like this or whatever, um, that in-person is is special and, that, and that's in in a lot of different contexts yeah yeah i mean zoom and you know phones sure. and stuff like in our personal lives it's it's you know feels a gap it's, it's very useful obviously not gonna lie but it's not like you know meeting uh, in person and having a dinner together and so forth that's right just, that's a oh definitely thing. definitely yeah i remember i had a uh a meeting with somebody that's international uh from india actually he came he came he was he was going through she stopped in chicago just uh, so we could meet uh because we partner on some stuff um and to go down there and meet him actually in person was just it, it was a game changer in terms of our relationship um we had a good relationship already but it was like that was that just there's just something about that human interaction uh and be able to shake somebody's hands and um, you know, have lunch with them and, and it's just, it really deepens it a lot. So being able to do that at conferences or events and, and actually people get, get to interact with you and see you uh, in the real world, uh, it's gotta be a good foundation for future partnerships or business or whatever. Uh, so, so let's, uh, let's pivot a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about the technology itself. Cause I'm curious about your, your thoughts now, how, how, no, I do. Even though I'm a web developer and I don't uh, work in, uh, maybe I touch like SaaS products and stuff that have AI built into it, you know, content generators, this and that and the other thing. Um, but I don't deal, you know, actually coding and I'm not in the field of, of, you know, machine learning or anything like that. So, so forgive me, my, uh, you know my lack of knowledge in this area, but, but I do watch a lot of YouTube and I love AI. I love machine learning. I love where that's all going. And I know it's going to have a huge, huge impact on our future. Um, it already is. And, uh, what in that realm, like maybe specifically in your industry or, or, um, you know, uh, or just in general, like, where do you think we are with AI in, in terms of what you're doing and how, well, it's uh, it's working. Do you have a long ways to go? Is it really good right now, or are we is it another five years before things are just it, it'll just understand everything that you feed into it? Or are there still errors? Is there what's what's the landscape look like uh, in terms of AI, machine learning, and stuff? Yeah, I mean, I I also been like you know around the stack. I think you know, but I, I started in late '90s uh, when I was in college as like a web developer. So it was Web 2.0, Neo, Wish, you know, right yeah. today they're yeah. the user. So that was uh, that's how I did, and then I saw like you know got myself into Linux server development, kernel drivers, and the Windows server, like cloud was Neo and mobile. Um, payments and so forth. like I did a lot of 
things in different areas. So that kind of gave me, like, you know, a perspective. Mm-hmm. But I'm not seeing like you know the the advancements in the AI in in any other field. So every ten years, I think like you know new things pop up. Uh, late '90s when I started development, um, it was web development, right? So if you're a web developer, you were like good or nice. Now in 2010, it was mobile yeah. development. So everybody was trying to do something like put in the app store. You could make actually a lot of money. I, I did myself. Um, in 2020s, it's now machine learning. So if you see like you know the, the that's yeah. what attracts you know, the smartest kids, um, and that's like you know where you see the growth. So wherever talent goes, that's where you're gonna experience the growth as well. Um, this is why I'm very hopeful. Like you know how things are gonna evolve. Uh, is it going to be like, you know, as people fear, um, you know, I, I don't want to like, you know, play on into fears. Um, I think like, you know, we will, uh, basically like, you know, have always the control, uh, for the next five, five, 10 years about like how things are going. There's actually a funny meme about this. It says like, you know, people are afraid of Terminator and, you know, my machine learning looks at the cat and says a dog, right? Uh, if you find this, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. That's you know that's like you know the stage of things here. So what's working for yeah. it, it's like five talent is you know the GPUs. So now actually like you know we have GPUs uh, that are so powerful um, that you know perhaps like supercomputers could do like you know a decade or two ago, and that is uh, that's a big game changer. Now with the computing power for machine mm-hmm. learning, it, it, the needs are are immense. Second thing really is that there are yeah. there are new types of neural networks that are coming out um, that are you know, better in certain things. So there are neural networks that you know um, that are good for recognizing characters. There are neural networks that are good for uh, cleaning up a signature, and those are two different things, right? So they're basically removing the, the lines or letters under a signature. That we use that one. Uh, we use you know OCR, obviously, like. You know, Converting image to character. Um, we use mm-hmm. like you know different networks to find the layout information in the documents, so detecting tables and so forth. There are different things that are coming up in the in the academic world and also in the professional world that helps us to go faster. So we don't have to reinvent everything ourselves um, from the scratch. So we can you know look at what other, others are doing and learn from them and contribute back to the to the community. Um, there are better mm-hmm. libraries uh, like PyTorch, you know, uh, TensorFlow, and so forth. So those are, you know, taking over some of the workload from us. So we don't need to build that. There's, you know, this is machine learning infrastructure is an entirely new domain that, you know, did not maybe existed like uh, in 2000. Right. So those are their products that we can readily pick up and use. So this is going to basically mm. accelerate the curve on it. Um, in essence, like I really like machine learning because, like, it's it's like you know it's mimicking us, right? It's mimicking humans. So yeah. the more you know, you teach us. If you have better teachers, if you have good data, <laughs> you know. On the other side, if you like, if you read a lot of books, maybe you know that's what corresponds to us. You become a more you know, a higher intellect. So that's that's what is very similar with uh, machine learning as well. Um, 
the fact that like you know it learns and makes mistakes it's kind of like it reminds me very basically who we are how our brains work that's basically like you know that's why it's called neural right. networks right um and that's like you know kind of like a fascinating thing so we are building a human pretty much here uh but in our particular world we are building an office worker basically that's you know what's going to end up being uh, so you will give them office tasks and they will do it whether it's reading a document processing an invoice right uh, accepting someone like doing facial recognitions making sure that id is the same thing same one making sure their signature is the one that you are in hand so those are the things we can do today uh, we are able to do that so um, it's hard to tell like you know where we're going to end up in five to ten years in this field but you will probably be very easily like you know um eventually like you know uh, hire uh ai robots to do this job and they're gonna be not just gonna be like you know these two AI robots like you have to still programming a lot it's gonna come in like ready so for instance like you want to start a company, right? So, like, how many marketing people do you want? <laughs> how many accountants do you want? Like, you can, like, basically, just like you can shop in Amazon, <laughs> create server, AWS, like, create service. Yeah, that is where yeah. we are going. So, it's going to, and it's not going to be that far away from the, in the future. So, you know, by the end of yeah. the decade, we're going to see it. Uh, that is going to be very revolutionary for, for our lives. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, the, the impact it's going to have, I think that's what a lot of people are worried about, you know, people losing jobs and taking over a lot of jobs. And I find, I find it all this really, really fascinating. Um, well, number one, I think, I think the, the idea that as what's Sorry, that? You always came, you always came a little late. So I didn't mean to cut you off, please. Okay. Yeah. I think we got a little bit of a delay for some reason. Hopefully that cleans up post. Um, but, uh, but no, so, so I think it's fascinating to hear like that the ecosystem is kind of growing and you're able to leverage other people's work in your own work and that you're not reinventing the wheel and it's more and more, you know, it's just, it's like, uh, in general web development, right? We're always using other people's libraries, other people's work to, <laughs> to speed up what we're doing, what we're developing and doing. Um, I, one of the things that is, is always really fascinating with me with, uh, with machine learning is the fact that you don't have as a programmer or as somebody that's working with it, you don't actually know what it's doing to learn. Do you, you have, you have these neural networks or whatever you have. I know I've seen, I've, I've, I've seen a few videos about this, but uh, but it's fascinating that you actually have very little um, understanding of actually how it's learning or how it actually maps all that in its little network, right? It's kind of almost it's it's almost a mystery in a way. There's no way for you to go in and say how does it know the kind of like your brain, like we haven't really figured out our brains either. Yeah, I mean it's not. I would call mystery, but there's a lot of like, you know, things that happen by itself. Uh, you basically set the stage and then let things happen the way you want it. And then uh, you tweak yeah. it, like you tweak it. There's another good meme, like, you know, if you just change random things in your code, then you're a bad developer, but a good machine learning engineer. So that's like, you know, pretty much <laughs> <a three. laughs> Yeah. Input like you know the yeah. and, you know, parameters and so forth to end up like where we want to go. 
and then you build like you know your own architectures that's, that's also pretty uh you know that's actually the way to go so you cannot just like take everything and just use it off the shelf then you know probably what we were doing will be that important people think like you know actually there's some that's a very bad marketing from some of the competitors. They they say like you know you just like upload the documents or you take them and you know okay it's gonna be done. Like I'm like if that is the job, then you probably wouldn't exist and anybody will be able to just like upload the documents. Like you know this is you know invoice is right. all of it. Yeah, I mean that's not that easy. Obviously, there's a lot of pre-processing. You know, there's a lot of architecture layers and layers and layers and you know different mm-hmm. things happening there and then uh, there's also a lot of post-processing happening that to take the data to make it like usable uh, for for the you know the next system that's going to take it over um, yeah. in essence though we do use machine learning for things that we cannot program in in a realistic time frame so if you want to yeah if you want right. like, to define uh, a dog as, as a programmer you know uh, it's going to take a while um, but as a machine learning, you, you actually get a lot of things uh, for free for out of the box because of how neurons, those neurons, like the virtual neurons, operate. And that's pretty similar to us, too, I think. Well, it's a, really about, uh, you know, like we can look at some, you know, like a human, what they can, like when, when you have this machine learning or AI, like learning how to play games and stuff, they can... Like they can run a, run a game like millions of times or a billion times <laughs> when we, it would take us to, you know, we, it'll take us, you know, all year to pl- play the game, like, you know, 365 times once a day, but they can do that in like a millisecond. Um, but, and, yeah. and so that's how it's learning. It's just that these big data sets that just like, you know, and it, which is, which is fascinating. One of the things, um, uh, two that I find fascinating. This is something that I don't know if you're an Elon Musk fan or not. <laughs> some people are, some people aren't. But from a tech perspective, like with his cars, Tesla, right? One of the things I always, and I don't know why this really just jumped out at me, was now I don't own a Tesla or anything, but I, this is what I hear, um, is that there's like this feedback loop where there, there's all these cars out there experiencing the world and it's automatically on the fly updating the software as as people are dry, all these thousands of cars are out there driving. So their data is just this feedback loop of improving on its own, uh, which I find is also fascinating. Maybe a little scary because you know there's there's little. <laughs> I don't know how much human interaction is. Like maybe we shouldn't be learning so quickly. Let's make sure we're learning the right things. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean. The, the fundamental theory behind like that the machine learning will take over human intellect is, is, is like I think undisputable. Uh, you should just like you know, calm down and not think of yeah. so much highly of stuff. Uh, there will be machines that are doing uh, better than us. There are machines that are doing everything that better than us. There are cranes, you know, also like you know is doing a better job than lifting. So it's not just like your computers. Um, yeah. But, you know, in this world, as in, you know, innovation happens where there's a need, you know, whether that need is, you know, you want to make money, you want to, you know, defend your country, like, or you want to find, like, you know, law, whatever it is that's, that's driving you, that's where, you know, you start becoming creative. We are a very great problem solvers as, as uh, humans. Um, machines, not so much yet, yeah. but, you know, I think we're going to get there. So 
uh, too. So they're, you know, they're really good in redoing things that we, we teach them, obviously, right? Um, and they have, you know, like I said, every Tesla has, I don't know how many cameras, eight cameras. <laughs> That's like, you know, 800,000 eyes looking at the situation. Uh, it doesn't get tired. It doesn't have any yeah. ulterior motive. Uh, so that's, that's a very different competition that we are not not, not yet uh, anyway <laughs> one way or the other like you know uh, I think this is the future I think we should not like you know ask if or you know it's going to be when problem and it's going to be how problem and we, we control yep. those purposes still I think this is like you know should be like more discussed in the politics politics and you know how what kind of role are we going to live in in 30 years it's definitely not going to be the same thing and the speed of innovation is you know it's, it's an exponential it's just it goes like this so uh, you know maybe yeah. uh, i watched neil degrasse uh, a couple of days ago he was saying like tyson. you know in yeah tyson, yeah so he's like in nine if you ask like you know, someone in 1900s like what are the biggest problems uh, in the world, what could be like you know, the end of the civilization? They were like, you know, maybe a war, famine, you know, or tuberculosis. <laughs> now we don't have those problems. You know, like this, like, you know, famine and tuberculosis right. uh, on a large scale. But now we have like very different problems. Like we are thinking about nuclear war or, you know, asteroids or <laughs> global pandemics, which now are, you know, easier to spread out because of the, uh, the you know, the, the transportation is now like easy. easy. And and he's saying, like, you know, what we're going to have in 100 years is problems. We don't even know today that we might have them as problems. So True. new problems are coming. They're coming really fast. Uh, and we need to we need to look into those things. But I don't think anything will stop uh, the evolution, in, especially in machine learning and AI. I think this is, like, you know, ultimately our dream to create a copy of ourselves. Um, that's, you know, inevitable unless, you know, nukes starts falling on us and we go backwards yeah. <laughs> but you know yeah. other than that like it's just gonna happen yeah it's just this exponential growth you know it's just going and going and going there it's no no stopping it even even on the um vr side of things too i mean i think the next 10 20 30 years is going to be incredible we're going to be living in a very different world and it's just going to get the, the changes of the world are just going to happen faster and faster. Uh, but I'm ex I mean, it's got to be exciting for you too, though, to be able to leverage these technologies because you know, as we were just talking about, it's all about data and how fast you can learn. And like every time you're, I'm sure you're, every time you're loading in a new document, it's learning something else or it, it has errors and it, it fixes it, figures it out. And in the next year, three years, five years, your document, you know, processing will be probably near perfect um at that yeah. stage so mm -hmm. it's it's really it's really interesting yeah by the time last year on this time around rai learned to process a document it has never seen before that was a groundbreaking true thing in this industry we only we are only the one who can actually still do that so before that it was basically there was an ai for invoices and it wasn't every invoice it was just like us invoices and they, this company that become by the way unicorn just by that uh, or like there's a driver license, yeah. AI, and they only do that one. But if you give them a document that they, they, they never seen before, they're like, oh my God, what am I doing here? So that is, has changed with us. And by next year, this time around, it's going to be even even more uh, different. And the other thing is like, excuse me. Um, the other thing is 
uh, you know, you are a great podcast host and web developer. It took you like, you know, how long to get here, right? Now you, you are, I feel like comfortable with software engineering. It took me 40 years to get there. Well, maybe another 20 years I'm going to retire. And all those things like at the height of my knowledge, uh, I have to like, you know, stop doing it. And other people, they have to go through exact thing. Imagine like, you know, how many doctors do you have? They have all to learn exact same anatomy and like other things, pharma, pharmacology and whatever. And it, it like almost half of their life is spent on that. So it's a very inefficient way um, to learn something, I think, like or to create talent, if you like, mm-hmm. to, to raise a human. With machines, obviously, we can scale this up. We can share the learnings. We can, you know, avoid the mistakes much more easier. Yeah. Uh, you know, of our, our nature, we are we are biological uh, things, you know, and then we have needs that are beyond doing work. Right, right. With machines, we don't we don't have that problem either. Uh, so they can like be fully focused on in this, and that's why it's gonna be uh, it's gonna go much faster. Like I said, if I teach one, if I fix one invoice problem for one company, then the rest of them they get this for uh, free almost. Right. I I, I realize I'll I'll we'll end it here, but um, I realized as you were telling me, I, it just dawned on me like you know you talk about narrow AI and general AI. Like you're basically creating the general AI for documents, right? That, that can just take any document and and, and figure it out. Just kind of because you're talking yeah, about narrow exactly. would be the just being able to do licenses or just be able to do invoices, but you're doing kind of a general for just widening that. Yeah, I, I mean I, that's what like you know our thinking because like if you hire someone for your invoices and now you need receipts, you you wouldn't hire another person. <laughs> yeah, you never know, expect them to like you know learn this and do it. Uh, if they don't, I mean, you will maybe prefer like someone who has done this before. And that's what we are coming. So we, are, yeah. we pre-train the model. We make them ready for eight, over 800 document types right now. If you want to take it, just like, you know, day zero, you can automate it. You don't even need programming. Like there's no code solutions in our system. If you use like an existing products, like everywhere from, uh, you know, Dropbox where you upload your photos, but then you can automatically convert them into roles into Google Sheets. It's just tick, 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 like nice. a few clicks. You don't need any programming or any real technical expertise in machine learning, et cetera. So we re- we basically make every developer a machine learning engineer. And yeah. we didn't stop there. And with our no-code AI, we made every you know, office worker um, basically like a you know, magician. <laughs> yeah. And it comes like things. Very, very cool. All right. Well, uh, so if somebody wanted to reach out to you or find you, uh, you're obviously your website's base64.ai. Uh, are you mm-hmm. anywhere else on the interwebs? Anywhere? Uh, are you on LinkedIn or uh, anywhere else yeah. people can reach out to you? Yeah. If they search me by name, I'm, I'm on there. Um, I'm more than happy to like, you know, have this kind of also conversations with, you know, anyone I found in the world, like it, um, where AI is going is, uh, is going to be like, you know, one of the most important things to talk about. And yeah. it's, it's very exciting to discuss people's ideas. Well, I can tell that from you because it's like you were talking about earlier where you could have just retired, but this is something you're just super passionate about, you love doing, and you probably do it for as long as you can, um, as long as your brain allows you until they until the AI takes over. But, uh, all right. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us. Um, thank you, Builders yeah. Crew. Until next time, take care. That's all for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed that. 
Again, please subscribe if you haven't already and give us a thumbs up if we deserve it. If you want to comment on this episode's page, provide me with requests on topics for future episodes, or inquire about being a guest, please find your way to thebuilders.fm. You can contact me there or add a comment under these show notes. Now a word from our sponsor, my agency, Unified Web Design. We build custom websites, features, we maintain websites, we work with agencies to fulfill their web design and development needs, and more. If you're interested in their services or are looking for an agency to work with as a partner to build awesome sites for your clients, feel free to reach out to me at unifiedwebdesign.com. There's a handy contact me link at the top, fill out that form and it will open a ticket and that ticket will find its way to me. Thanks for joining me today. We'll see you next time.